And now for our prayer for illumination. God of power and grace, fill us with the wisdom of your word and the understanding of your spirit, so that we may be your church, a people with dreams and visions at work in all the world. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first scripture reading today is from Psalm 104. There is the sea, great and wide, creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Libyan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. And when you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth as it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Holy wisdom, holy word, thanks be to God.
Our second reading for Pentecost is Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hear what the Spirit is speaking today. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Flowing Spirit, living water, mother of creation, refresh our hearts, inspire our gifts, indwell our gathering, and make us a sign of all the world's vocation to communion with you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who quenches our thirst. Amen. Dreaming feels like a luxury of the privileged and the well-to-do. We often encourage our children to dream big, but as they age, it begins, as we age, it begins to feel naive. There's a scene in the 2003 version of Peter Pan where the darling children beg their mother to not go out to a business meeting with their father that night. Mrs. Darling says that their father is a brave man, 
but he is going to need a special kiss to face his colleagues that night. And Wendy looks disdainfully at her mother and says, Father, brave. And Mrs. Darling responds, There are many different kinds of bravery. Now your father has never brandished a sword or fired a pistol, thank heavens, but he has made many sacrifices for his family, and he has put away many dreams. Michael asks, where did he put them? She says he put them in a drawer. And sometimes, late at night, we take them out and admire them. But it gets harder and harder to close the door. But he does. And that is why he's brave. We think that dreams are for children and that growing up is about putting your dreams in a drawer where you know they will never come true. In Les Miserables, Fontaine sings, I dreamed a dream. Many of you know this song. She sings, I dreamed that my life would be so different from this hell that I'm living, so different now from what it seemed, but now life killed the dream I dreamed. Fontaine sings for everyone whose dreams have been killed by the tragedy of life. Well, Pentecost is the birthing of God's dream for the world. Because dreams are not merely for children and the well-to-do. God has dreams as well. In fact, the Creator God is the source of all our dreams. Dreams are our heart's cry for the world to be made right. We know, all of us know, that something is not right here. That things are not as they should be. And as a culture, as a country, we are starving for vision and bereft of dreams. Millennials and Gen Z have already undergone two catastrophic economic meltdowns since 2008, all because of crises that they did not create but must still bear the cost. And now a third one looms on the horizon this week as our country approaches default. How can young people possibly have hope as they look to the future? We are desperate for a new dream. As God's dream is birthed on Pentecost, we see over and over again that God's dream is universal. Consider the all-inclusive language that we heard in our reading. The disciples were all together. And a wind filled the entire house. A tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Devout Jews from every nation, each one heard. Are not all Galileans? Each of us. All were amazed and perplexed. All who live in Jerusalem, all flesh, even slaves. And everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you see how God's dream concerns all? And when God says all, God means all. The dreaming spirit that was poured out on Pentecost is the universal spirit intent on expanding the boundaries of who belongs in God's family. We might say that the spirit is God's great includer, 
busy at work gathering those who've been left behind and bringing them into the center. And 2,000 years later, the Spirit is still busy doing the exact same thing. And though we may try and resist the Spirit's work, nevertheless, she persists. And she will persist until all people are brought into the circle of divine love. That's God's dream, that all of us might find ourselves to belong and to be beloved. Jesus called that dream the kingdom of God. Dr. King called it the beloved community. I like God's dream for the world. Whatever we call it, the Spirit will not rest until that dream comes true. The dream is universal. Notice, too, though, that the dream is also particular. The dreaming spirit includes all, but not in such a way that differences are eliminated far from it. And this is critical for us to remember as we look out on a world that seems to have ever-increasing difference. See, what left those in the crowd astonished on the first Pentecost was not merely that they understood the disciples. It was that they understood them in their own language, in the particularity of their language. You see, cultural difference is not something to be overcome. It is something to be included. And so celebrating diversity is not a recent invention of the politically correct. Oh, no. The Spirit has been celebrating and blessing diversity from the very beginning. That's what our psalm reading observes, that the earth is full of God's diverse creatures, even the Leviathan, too many to number, and God feeds them all, and all of it is good. And so efforts to make everyone speak a single language, efforts to privilege one culture over another, we know that that is not God's work. No, that's, that's imperialism, the work of empires, not the dreaming spirit. Any Doctor Who fans here? No, I've got at least one. I've got my Doctor Who uh, tie tack on today if you want to see it after the service. Doctor Who is constantly tapping into this Pentecostal truth. It's always the bad guys who want to make everyone the same, but the doctor knows that difference is essential for life to flourish. So on that first Pentecost, the Parthians, the Medes, the Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, and Pontus, Pamphylia, and more. Do you know all those places? Me neither. But the Spirit speaks words of love and welcome to all of these people, not asking them to forsake their uniqueness, but rather the multiplicity of cultures and languages are all blessed by the Spirit. The dreaming Spirit affirms the particular, and that includes you and your unique particularity. You are a unique and unrepeatable utterance of God. Who you are will never be repeated again. And God has placed in your heart a unique dream. In a few minutes, Jason is going to sing a song that asks, if you could do anything you wanted to, what would you do? And would it prove the only thing you were meant to do was chosen for you? See, until you live into your dream, you will never be all that God created you to be. 
The spirit is universal. The spirit is particular. Finally, the dreaming spirit invites us to dream in the dark. In his Pentecost sermon, Peter convinces the crowd that he's not drunk by quoting the prophet Joel, saying, in the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. See, in case you haven't read the prophet Joel in a while, it's been a minute for some of us, I'm guessing, this little book in the Hebrew Scriptures is given to God's people at a dark and anxious time. Much darker than today. So when should we expect the Spirit to move in power? Well, it's right when the world appears to be falling apart. That's when. When the creation seems to be undoing itself, the sun turned to darkness, when smoke and fire come upon the land. Anybody think of wildfires as we heard that, voice, that verse? It's at that moment that we can expect the Spirit of God to be poured out on all flesh. See, throughout the Old Testament, the Spirit comes upon various people, with some notable exceptions, but mostly men. Men were usually prophets. But here in the Joel reading, we see that God's desire is that all people become prophets of God. Male hegemony is over now because of Pentecost, because the Spirit has been poured out on all people, and all means all. And what's really wild is that it's bigger than just people. Joel says all flesh. That means we can look for the Spirit to speak to us through dogs and donkeys and dung beetles. That everyone and everything are icons of the divine. That's what our welcome statement is trying to get at. That you belong here because God's love is for everyone. That's God's dream. That young and old, slave and free, men and women and non-binary people, everyone is now a conduit of the Spirit of God. Which means that we can expect to find something of the divine everywhere we look. And that's what prophets do. See, prophets are not those who predict the future. No, prophets are those who, in the midst of the darkness, are able to imagine a world overflowing with God's love, what that world might look like. And so the Spirit invites us to dream in the dark, and it can't come soon enough. The world is desperate for new dreams, which means it's time to take our dreams out of the drawer and keep them out. It's time to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved because God's dream is for everyone. So what would our church and our community look like if everyone knew that they were enfolded in the love of God with all of their uniqueness and particularity? That's why we're going to pride. Can we dream of a future where our welcome statement isn't merely words in a bulletin, but a lived experience of everybody who comes through these doors, everybody who interacts with us in our lives? It is time for God's dream to be dreamt into reality. Pentecost isn't something that happened 2,000 years ago. No, Pentecost is just getting started.
So where would you be without your dream? The dreaming spirit is on the move once more, so let us dream with her and hope against hope that a better world is possible if only we dare to dream. And here's, here's the good news, the kicker. Eventually, all God's dreams come true. Let's pray. O dreaming spirit, source of love and hope for all creation, we confess that often we fall into despair as we look to the future. We are bereft of vision and starving for dreams. So pour out yourself upon us that we might know the hope of Pentecost. May we have the courage to dream a dream that is universal enough to include all, yet particular enough to name our most intimate yearnings. Grant us the faith to trust that something of your spirit dwells in every person we meet, every creature. Lord, we know that in this world many are suffering and life has killed the dream they've dreamed. And so we pray for all those who are hurting, for those afflicted by war and violence. We pray for those we love who need your comfort in your presence. For Chris, for Carol as she recovers from surgery, for Tom in hospice, for Janice as she undergoes hip replacement this week, for all those we love whom we bring with us this morning, whom we lay before you now. Lord, on Pentecost, you gathered a diverse people. Now embolden us with a hospitality that welcomes and receives all. Open our hearts to empathy and understanding. Empower us with your radical love that can and will save all. And as the body of Christ, we are bold to pray as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.